Welcome to Zichudasi Madmem of Avram Goldar and Tirmus Zechus Yuma Dachmem Aleph. The fourth parak Tarpakalpi. This is going to be an abbreviated shear. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. Rav Chista said, Bird pairs do not become specialized and assume the respective designations of either a chatas or an ola, except at the time of the owners taking them to be offerings or at the time of the Kohen's actual making of the offerings. Rashi explains that the owner specifies at the time of taking them, then the designations become irrevocably fixed. Should the Kohen then reverse them, the offerings become puzzled. If he didn't designate them at that time, then even if he attempts to do so later, they remain legally undesignated, and the Kohen may offer either one as a Chattis and the other one as an Ola. Rav Shimbar Ashi said Rav Chis's reasoning is based on the Pasuk regarding Kimi, the Lakha va'asa, and she shall take, and the Kohen shall make. We derive from here that Kinni become designated either at the owner's taking or at the Kohen's making of the offerings. The Gemara attempts twice to challenge Rav Chiz's rule and prove that the Kinni can be designated in between the taking and the actual offering, but is unsuccessful. Point of Yatza. A wealthy person who made the temple Tame and then brought the offering of a poor person, meaning Kinim, he has not fulfilled his Chiyav. Rabbi Chagah said in the Roshia, Yatza, he has fulfilled his Chiyav. The Gemara challenges Rabbi Chagah's position based on the mission in the Gaim that states that if a poor Matsura brought the offering of a wealthy person, he has fulfilled his Chiyav, whereas if a wealthy Matsura brought the offering of a poor person, he has not fulfilled his Chiyav. The Gemara answers that the case of a Matsura is different, for it's written in that section, Zos, this shall be the law of the Matsura. The restrictive word those, this, teaches that the Mitzor may bring only those offerings specifically prescribed for him. When the Gemara challenges this answer based on the first case, where the poor Mitzor does fulfill his chiv when he brings the wealthy person's offering, it answers that the inclusive expression Torah, the law of the Mitzor, teaches that there is one law for the poor and wealthy Mitzor, meaning both may fulfill their chiv with the wealthy person's offering. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, Kasho Lashen Shal Zahoriz Barosh Sir HaMishtaleach. He ties a strip of red wool to the head of the Sir HaMishtaleach, where Yitzhak said that he had heard from his teachers a distinction that between the two strips of red wool, one for the Parduma and one for the Sir HaMishtaleach, that only one requires a minimum shear, but he couldn't remember which one. Rabbi Yosef said that it seemed more reasonable that the Sir HaMishtaleach requires the minimum shear, the boy Chalukah, since it requires division into two parts. As Rashi explains, half tied to the goat's head and half tied to the rock. When Rabbi Baruchama objected, saying that the Paraduma also requires a minimum shear because it must have weight, as Rashi explains, it must be heavy enough to plummet into the flame, Rabbi answers saying that it's a Malchus Tanam where it requires weight, and Rabbi Yosef follows the view that it does not. So once again, the three points are number one, Rav Chistis said, Bird pairs do not become specialized and assume their respective designations of either Chattas or Ola, except at the time of the owners taking them to be offerings or at the time of the Kohen's actual making of the offerings. Rashi explains that the owner specifies at the time of taking them, then the designations become irrevocably fixed. Should a Kohen then reverse them, the offerings become puzzled. If he didn't designate them at that time, then even if he attempts to do so later, they remain legally undesignated and the Kohen may offer either one as the Chattas and the other one as an Ola. Rav Shem Barashi said that Rav Chisa's reasoning is based on the Pasuk regarding Kinim, the Lakha Va'asa, and you shall take, and the Kohen shall make. We derive from here that Kinim become designated, either the owner's taking or the Kohen's making of the offering. The Gemara attempts twice to challenge Rav Chisa's rule and prove that the Kinim can be designated in between the taking and the actual offering, but is unsuccessful. Pointing to Rav Chisa's rule, a wealthy person 
who made the temple tummy and then brought the offering of a poor person, meaning Kinim, he has not fulfilled his chiyuv. Rabbi Chagas said in Ravoshi, Yatza, he has fulfilled his chiyuv. The more challenges Rabbi Chagas' position based on the mission of the guy, and it states that if a poor Mitzor brought the offering of a wealthy person, he has fulfilled his chiyuv, whereas if a wealthy Mitzor brought the offering of a poor person, he has not fulfilled his chiyuv. The Gemara answer is that the case of Mitzorah is different, for it's written in that section, Zos. This shall be the law of the Mitzorah. The restrictive word Zos teaches that the Mitzorah may bring only those offerings specifically prescribed for him. When the Gemara challenges his answer based on the first case, where the poor Mitzorah does fulfill his chiyuv when he brings the wealthy person's offering, it answers that the inclusive expression Taurus, the law of the Mitzorah, teaches that there is one law for the poor and wealthy Mitzorah. Both may fulfill their chiyuv with a wealthy person's offering. And point number three, the next Mishnah states, he ties a strip of red wool to the head of the Sir Mishdalech. Rabbi Yitzhak said that he heard from his teachers the distinction that between the two strips of red wool, one for the Paraduma and one for the Sir Mishdalech, that only one requires a minimum shear, but he couldn't remember which one. Rabbi Yosef said it seemed more reasonable that the Sir Mishdalech requires the minimum shear, the boy Chalukah, since it requires division into two parts. As Rashi explains, half tied to the goat's head and half tied to the rock. When Rambam Rukhama objected, saying the Paraduma also requires a minimum shear, because it must have weight, as Rush explains, it must be heavy enough to plummet into the flame, Rabbi answered, saying that it's a Malchok whether it requires weight, and Rabbi Yosef follows the view that it does not. All right, so now we go to our Simfordaf Memalaf, and our standard simon is a grandma, a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them because she was busy trying to knit one strip of red wool with the minimum shear. Once again, it's a motion. The grandma, grandma, that must be more duff, mem olive. The grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, which reminds Rav Chisit said that King do not assume their respective designations of either Achachas and Ola, except at the time the owners take them to be offerings, or at the time the Kohen's actual making of the offerings. Rashi explains that if the owner specifies at the time of taking them, then the designations become irrevocably fixed. Should a Kohen then reverse and the offerings become puzzle? If he didn't designate them at that time, then even if he attempts to do so later, they remain legally undesignated, and the Kohen may offer either one as the Chattis and the other one as the Ola. Rav Shem Rashi said that Rav Chis's reasoning is based on the Pasuk regarding Kinim, and he shall take, and the Kohen shall make. So we derive from here that Kinim become designated, either the owner's taking or at the Kohen's making of the offerings. The Gemara attempts twice to challenge Rav Chis's rule to prove that the Kinim can be designated in between the taking and the actual offering, but is unsuccessful. So the grandma, who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them, didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them. Which reminds us, Rabbi said in the Mervoshia that a wealthy person made the temple tummy and then brought the offering of a poor person, meaning Kinim, he has not fulfilled his chiyuv. Rabbi Chagas says in the Rabbi Hoshia that he has fulfilled his chiyuv. The more challenges Rabbi Chagas' position based on the Mishnah Gan that states that if a poor Mitzorah brought the offering of a wealthy person, he has fulfilled his chiyuv, whereas if a wealthy Mitzorah brought the offering of a poor person, he has not fulfilled his chiyuv. The more answer is that the case of a Mitzorah is different, for it's written in that section, Zos. This shall be the law of the Mitzorah. The restrictive word Zos teaches that the Mitzorah may bring only those offerings specifically prescribed for him. When the Gemara challenges his answer based on the first case, where the poor Mitzorah does fulfill his chiyav when he brings the wealthy person's offering, it answers that the inclusive expression Torah, the law of the Mitzorah, teaches that there is one law for the poor and wealthy Mitzorah. Both may fulfill their chiyav with the wealthy person's offering. So the grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them because she was busy trying to knit one strip of red wool with the minimum shear.
Which reminds us, Rabbi Yitzhak said they heard from his teachers a distinction that between the two strips of red wool, one for the Paraduma and one for the Sir Hamishtalech, that only one requires a minimum shear, but he couldn't remember which one. Rabbi Yosef said it seemed more reasonable that the Sir Hamishtalech requires the minimum shear, the boy Chalukah, since it requires division into two parts, as Rashi explains, half tied to the goat's head and half tied to the rock. When Rami Barakham objected, saying the Paraduma also requires a minimum shear because it must have weight, as Rashi explains, it must be heavy enough to plummet into the flame. Rabbi answered saying that it's Malchus Tanaim whether it requires weight, and Rabbi Yosef falls the view that it does not. So once again, the grandma who designated her two precious little birds when she bought them didn't see her wealthy tummy grandson snatch them because she was busy trying to knit one strip of red wool with a minimum shear. All right, so that concludes the shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden from Zichru wishing you a great day and great learning.